Ladies and gentlemen, good morning and welcome to the Capital Link 2024 in Athens. This talk will present the regulatory drivers related to the ship operation that have or will have an influence on their supply today and tomorrow. Ships indeed are as old as humanity itself. Maritime trade is the stabilizing anchor holding against the turbulent currents of disruption. Over four-fifths of the trade in the world are flowing through the high seas. Decrease of the transport, seaboard, seaborne transport volume might spell trouble. Maritime regulations are as old as seafaring. Over the centuries, the maritime, uh, as the maritime trade and exploration expanded, so did the complexity and scope of the regulations. The Code of Hammurabi in Babylon, 1754 BC, the medieval maritime laws by Elizabeth of Aquitaine in the 12th century, exploration laws of Portugal and Spain in the 15th and 16th century, the technological leap of the 19th century, establishing the plimsoll marks, and of course, the advent of steam, goodbye sales, welcome steam, and the tragic sinking of the Titanic, establishing the solas in 1914. The historical evolution of maritime regulations serves as a testament to the maritime industry's resilience and adaptability in the face of ever-changing challenges. Regulations uh, make investors more cautious. They increase the perceived risk. Uh, investors favor compliant ships. Complex regulations make the assessment of the owner's seaworthiness more difficult, and changes may devalue existing fleets. Regulations shape ship design, influencing safety, environmental performance, and energy efficiency, ensuring that ships meet standards like the ILO and MLC, covering structural integrity, energy efficiency, fire protection, pollution control, and crew safety. They may limit the size and type of vessels that the yards can build. Compliance is time-consuming and resource-intensive, impacting the building capacity and increasing the costs and decreasing the shipyard's competitiveness and demand. 
Ship operators must consider the regulatory landscape during fuel selection. They must weigh the costs and benefits of different fuels and their availability and infrastructure. Regulations play a significant role in the transition to zero greenhouse gas emissions. They also drive innovation and investments in new designs with optimized, more efficient propulsion. A crucial element of the equation is the refueling in the ports and the creation of greener ports. Regulations align the maritime industry with the global sustainability goals. They come with increase in the capex and opex according to the doctrine of no freelances. Tariffs, quotas, and added dumping measures synergistically increase shipbuilding costs. 2023 was a dynamic year marked by an increase in the shipbuilding prices. New regulations are the drivers of the search in new buildings. Reduction of available slots, uncertainty of the future fuels, and expected trade growth amplify the concerns of limited ship supply. The use of alternative fuels, cleaner fuels, is mandatory. The how is still unknown and debatable. The million-dollar question is, what is the fuel of the future? Environmental regulations have become more stringent in the recent years. Adoption of low or zero carbon fuels and energy efficiency enhancing technologies are sine qua non. The ambitious targets can be met primarily with new technologies in hull design, propulsion, and energy management systems. At the same time, the safety of the seafarers is the number one priority. Shipping appears to be overregulated, adding costs and complexity. Regulated is not only the ship design, but also their death at the scrapping yards. Recycling regulations ensure the health and safety of the workers and promote the use of materials. Ship design must achieve a balance between competing safety and environmental protection. New technologies and innovative designs are emerging constantly. The critical dilemma of ship owners today is whether they should renew their fleet without the certainty of the future prevailing fuels or wait to, uh, for the uh, future fuels to clear and being established. The future will be marked 
by the collaboration between the stakeholders. It cannot be different when the heavy cost of decarbonization amounting to trillions of dollars is hanging over shipping as the sword of Damocles. Another fact that complicates the situation is that we're about 25 years away from ground zero, 2050. It is well known that the lifetime of ships is around 25 years, which means that in 2050, as it is estimated, about 20% of the existing fleet will burn fossil fuels. The so-called green fuels, synthetic or renewable fuels of non-biological origins, are prohibitively expensive, and they exist in very small quantities. Their production must be upscaled and become more competitive. Incentives must be given to those who invent, who invest in new technologies and fuels. As you know, pioneers are not always favored. A viable solution is to retrofit vessels to use carbon neutral or zero carbon fuels or install carbon capsule technology. And we come to the $2 million question. Retrofit or new building? Many parameters in the equation the age and condition of the vessel, the desired specs of the retrofit, the cost of its option, the return of investment time, and of course, the availability of shipyard slots. Retrofitting is a potentially cost-effective way to enhance the energy efficiency, performance, and safety of the vessel at relatively lower uh, risk. Regulations are the drivers of innovation, but they also may hinder it. If extensive testing is required, the time and expense of development increases accordingly. Other regulations catalyze innovation, creating new market opportunities and providing incentives. The mandate of new green fuels will lead to the generation of new technologies and processes. Regulations associated with public funding for research and development can generate incentives for innovation. It is expected that the number of retrofits for alternative fuels will increase. The prevailing uncertainty is the reason behind this trend. The IMO regulations are well intended, but not perfect. Some of them may indeed result in increased greenhouse gas emissions, including the celebrated CII index. The most direct way of reducing emissions is the reduction 
of speed, installation of energy efficiency enhancing uh, equipment, and the use of alternative cleaner fuels when they become available and, feasible and financially feasible. Underperforming companies will find difficulties to ensure financing. Finally, we do hope that the European community will withdraw their Fit for 55 packets when the IMO uh, establishes their market-based measures in 2027. A fair and equitable transition mandates that developing countries and small island developing states must be protected from the impact of the transition to decarbonization. Shipping is and will remain subject to tension and geopolitical disruptions. Today, decarbonization of shipping is at the baby-teething phase. But the optimism, the optimistic signs that we have are that the order book of new buildings, most of the ships there can use alternative fuels. It is absolutely necessary that decarbonization must unite all the shareholders and will be achieved only by the synergistic effort of carriers, ports, insurers, makers, shippers, energy producers, distributors, investors, and in general, everybody. Thank you very much for your attention. Thank you.